0: Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loizel, I also write for your Entertainment Corner, with me today.
1: Yes. Because <laughs> you had like a pause, like, with me today?
0: He's my co-host, yeah. you know, in case you
1: didn't know. <laughs> Mark Salcido, uh, managing editor and writer at screengeek. Charming. I know, right? That's how I get all the ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Hey, what's up?
0: will you sing it better than any bitch. <laughs> that was so fucking perfect. I know, right? <laughs> I knew it was gonna. It always happens. It always happens. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> everything. Everything works here. Perfectly, like a cog of the machine, you know, like me not fucking up the, <laughs> the the segment cues and
0: shit. Look, I don't know about you, but look, mm-hmm. I feel like it's our duty to let the listeners know mm-hmm. that I choose the quote in the beginning uh, from either of the movies, and I don't tell you what it is. Yeah. So yeah. that wasn't scripted. <laughs> Neither was his button mashing last time yeah, we were on yeah.
1: if you folks had listened to like our last episode like to the very end you you heard how oh, i kept fucking up
0: you know we just want to let you know that we didn't do last week's episode because mark was still crying
1: and why was i crying
0: because you embarrassed yourself
1: <laughs> i couldn't face the audience <laughs> i i i was questioning my existence and <laughs> You know, my reality, I was like, I'm a fucking failure. Can't <laughs> press
0: a fucking button. <laughs> you're going reverse uh, ghost.
1: Reverse ghost?
0: Yeah. What's the name of that movie with... Um,
1: oh, Patrick Swayze? Mm-hmm.
0: It's called How's, Ghost, right?
1: Well, how is that reverse ghost?
0: You know, because he was a ghost Uh huh. trying to, like, move things that... Okay. But you're a real person.
1: That can't touch anything?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like... Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> that was a fucking stretch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at the real appeal not that you would want to um two e's and real and you can email us at the real at gmail.com and please review us on itunes um this week's show we've got the news our recent review of annette our variety time of try this not that and our geriatric cinematic, Phantom of the Paradise, which came out in nineteen seventy four.
1: Mhm. <sighs>
0: What's the topic, Mark?
1: <laughs> Singing with madness on the mind.
0: You did that already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. You know what? I want that. I want that laugh or that. I want that voice box. That.
0: Uh, I know you do. Phant- you want that, that fucking helmet, helmet. I want that too?
1: Helmet that. Oh, that helmet was.
0: So I swear we sick. should make one so you could go to con.
1: Yeah, it was with a full leather gap. Get- no, I don't, I don't even do the leather outfit. I would just like make something up to go with yeah. it. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. I still want to do that shit. <laughs> badass movie. Okay, anyway, what, what so what's what's up? What's up?
0: Do you want to do the first one? We got the news.
1: Yeah, so um earlier today f- we finally got photos of Netflix's live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. Um so what happened was that the streamer had released about eight photos uh, to kind of give audience members an idea of what to expect from the um, live-action version of this well-beloved anime. Uh, so, within the pictures, we got uh, Mufasa Shakir, Mustafa, oh, sorry Mufasa. Mufasa. Mustafa Mustafa <laughs> Shakir Shakir uh, as Jet Black. Uh, we got, a, a, in my opinion, a sick ass picture of of John Cho as Spike Spiegel. Um what's the lady name? Daniela Pinita? Pineta. Pineta S. Faye Valentine. I actually dig her outfit. There's a there's an anime group I'm in, and they're just like, mm, looks bad, looks stupid. But they, you can tell they're just snobby ass pieces of shit.
0: I joined a group this week. Which group? It's I don't know what it's called, but it's about spiders.
1: It, you you go ahead and have fun with that. <laughs> you enjoy that. Um, so yeah, we got we got some pictures of the inside of the bebop, um, and there's also a, a really great picture of the trio uh, essentially walking with the dog uh, Ein. Um, I have noticed that uh, Ed, the hacker, is not featured in any of these pictures. Um, I would my guess is my guess um, that. Ed shows up later because in the anime Ed does like the way how the story goes is you get Spike and Jet and then Faye joins and then we get Ein and then we get Ed maybe like six episodes in or some shit like that. Yeah
0: and I only watched the first episode so I have no
1: idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah 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 I know we, yeah, I, need a, I need to make you watch those. Um,
0: you, got, you need to make me. You know, make them
1: watch them. Um, so the showrunner is by Andre Nimick M- who's done work with uh the Ninja Turtles and um, The original anime director, uh, Shinjiro Wananabe, is a consultant on the series with the original composer, Yoko Kono, uh, returning for the live-action adaptation. Um, I'm stoked. I'm really stoked about this anime. Like, I get it. Live act, like, anime to live-action does not translate too well. But, to me, it still looks fucking cool.
0: Mm.
1: I I, I really can't.
0: The pictures are good. and Like... mm -hmm. I feel like if they were really going to make it cool, they could have stylized it in almost like a rotoscript kind of way.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been pretty dope. That, that would have taken a lot of time, but that would have been pretty dope.
0: Um, I don't think I said that right either. But <laughs> No, you got it. You got it. It was rotoscript, not like
1: rotoscope. Oh, rotos- 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 rotoscope. Rotoscope.
0: Yeah. Some, it was similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, something like that. Or it's. Just, I feel like the images are just maybe too clear or too something. Mm-hmm. But but it still looks cool. Like I like how, like how they compose the shots and
1: their pictures. So. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, these people, like, like some people are like complaining, like yo, it's, it's fucking pictures, man. It's not gonna. You have to like.
0: There's no life or movement in them because they're pictures. Yeah. So you don't know how it's gonna play.
1: Yeah, there's even like this really. I think this is a really great shot of like, of, uh, Jet, Faye, and spike kind of like chilling on like this yellow couch that's like that's famous. the one
0: i keep thinking about
1: yeah like this famous because it's like that couch is well known because it's like part of the bebop and everything like they converse a lot during the anime i think it, i think it's a cool shot and like from my understanding like these people i mean granted yeah it's netflix but it seems like these people are like no we gotta like do this right we gotta make it like legit yeah and i and i would imagine that john Cho when not join in just be like yeah why not fuck it i don't, I don't care Like, he understands the importance of his anime. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So guess what? Chicken butt. To yours and everybody's surprise, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out
1: Mm -hmm. today. Like, literally, what, an hour before we were going to record?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's full of multiverse villains. Um, So... It's been nearly a year of you know specula- speculation, mm-hmm. um, and no one really knew what was going to happen as far as plot goes. Yeah, but everyone kind of suspected where it was going to go. Yeah, we've had a, a few like miniseries and stuff on Disney, and um, <clears> that just kind of like helped further what everyone thought was going to happen. So, um, basically, the uh, villains from previous Spider-Man cinematic franchises have come back Mm -hmm. in this trailer. Um, So, of course, Tom Holland comes back, but also Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus, Mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx's Electro, and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin.
1: Yeah, it's always been... It's always been speculated that... um, Jamie fox's electro was going to come back um in some form of capacity um afro alfred molino um kind of like he like dropped that news like during an interview he just kind of like just said it like yeah yeah they they, they came to me and they wanted me to, to show up in the new spider-man movie like something of that sort and people were just like holy shit doc Ox back right like straight up um
0: you know what? i don't remember Jamie Foxx.
1: Oh, because you've never seen those... You've never seen the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the villain in, like, the first one? No, second one. I'm sorry. He's the villain in the second one. Is he? The Where's second
0: the first
1: one. first Oh. No, he's the villain in the first one. Yeah, in Amazing Spider-Man.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't see that.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like... Uh, like, the, tra- the trailer looks awesome. Like, it's pretty much Spider... It's pretty much uh, Peter Parker... You know, it's it's like what it probably takes place what maybe a matter of weeks after the first, after the second Spider Man movie. Um, What was the second home? Not Homecoming. Homecoming was the first one. What was the second one called?
0: Far from home.
1: Yeah, Far from home. And you know, Peter Parker. Everyone knows Peter Parker's Spider Man. He's gonna like face these troubles and everything like that. And he goes to Doctor Strange and he's like, "Hey, can you like make everybody forget that like I'm Spider Man?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, but like some." kerfuffle happens and <laughs> essentially the universe starts breaking how old are you mm-hmm. kerfuffle kerfuffle, kerfuffle. now you can't say <laughs> i know right <laughs> kerfuffle there <Yeah>. you go <laughs> um so yeah it looks it to me it looks pretty cool that that whole and reveal of like you see well there's like a quick 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 shot of like lightning bolt and stuff like that and like it looks like dirt or sand some people are speculating that it's the sandman from mm-hmm. the third spider-man movie um and oh, Sam! Ra- Sorry, Sam Raimi's uh, Spider-Man movie, and there's a sh- a quick shot that of, of of a goblin grenade being dropped, and you hear like you hear uh, Willem Dafoe. William Defoe William Defoe's uh, green goblin laugh. So you're just like, oh shit! Well, they're like. <laughs> Fucking Green Goblin's gonna show up. Is it
0: bad that every time I hear that laugh, I want to start cracking up laughing? Oh,
1: because of his face he made?
0: No, because he's... Because it's contagious. Like, he's laughing, and you're just (laughs) like... like. (laughs) Um...
1: So, I think... So, there's something I just thought about. I thought about the Spider-Man trailer. Mm. That it's kind of bothering me. Um, So, like... Because Marvel is like starting to deal into like the whole multiverse thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, like there was a huge like the huge implications of that with like Loki and the, the season finale, and then of course what happened with Wandavision about like re- all different realities being created and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But my biggest problem is like with this Doctor Strange in, in this movie, he seems very stupid, like, like he's like doing this favor for Peter. And he
0: knows it's a bad idea, and he shouldn't do it.
1: Yeah, like there's a line he says in the trailer. He says like, "We knew we know frankly little of like the multiverse." It's like, dude, then why did you f- try to fuck with the universe? You know, it's <laughs> it's kind of ignorant. Uh, th-
0: yeah, th- th- I agree with that. And also, um, the whole timeline of the trailer seems a little weird mm-hmm. because you said it's like uh, it's maybe like weeks to a month after whatever far happened from, from yeah. yeah, far from home. Yeah. And it's like, you mean to tell me that the whole end, um, end game happened within that month? Because then, because in the trailer when Peter Parker comes up to mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, he's all, you know, like, uh, what do you call him? Doctor Strange? No. No, he called him Steven. No, before that. And then he's like, well, we fought a war together. Oh, he
1: calls him He calls him Sir. Sir, a, yeah, yeah. We fought, yeah, we we essentially saved the universe. I think it's a pass. So, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then he calls him Steven. Like... So, like, what is the timeline
1: of this, then? Well, because, like, Far From Home takes place after the snap, um, like, five years after the first snap. So, like, they've already been back. Um, I don't remember the timeline in that one, like, how much time has passed. It might have been, like, a matter of months or some shit like that. Um, So, yeah, of course, everybody's going to ask, like, well, when does this take place? Because now people are going to, like, ask, does this take place? After one division, before one division, after Look for Loki, after Shang Chi, before Shang Chi, like like there's always like there's always gonna be that question.
0: No, I know, but so it still doesn't make sense to me because. So okay, you said Homecoming happens before or after the snap? Homecoming? I mean, not Homecoming. Far uh, from home. Yeah. After the snap. Okay, and then after that, how long until Endgame?
1: Well, because Endgame happened, and then they came back. And then far, far, then so far from home. So all of happened. that happened before. Yeah, far yeah from NK home. was already done. Yeah, then then far from home happened. Oh. Yeah.
0: But it's weird because you don't really get a sense of that. Yeah, you do.
1: And far from home?
0: I didn't get a sense of it.
1: It's like the first like 10 minutes. Like they talk about it.
0: I know, but it like. <laughs> I know, but it, I, you don't get it. It doesn't. You don't feel it in the movie. Like you don't feel uh, like he's you. fucking tired or something. Like.
1: Oh, Parker? Yeah, like. Because he, he got snapped away.
0: He still had to fight when he came back, didn't he?
1: Yeah, so I would imagine that it's maybe like two months after, like they came back or something like that. I
0: don't know. <laughs> a, I feel like it's I feel a, like, a like, kerfuffle. I,
1: I feel like you need to rewatch Far From Home to be like, oh, okay. I probably do. <laughs> yeah. It was been like what, like two years or something. Like yeah. that? And we only watched. And we've it had
0: like, the pandemic, which felt like ten
2: years. Yeah. So.
1: And we only watched it like I think like once or something. Yeah. Yeah. So no, not worry, we watch it. <laughs> you know what? Watch this trailer, I kind of like, really, oh, shit. I wonder if it's on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, sorry. It
0: probably is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Is that it? Yes. All right. What do we got next?
0: Next, we're going to do our recent review of Annette.
2: First time I fell in love, woke up next to the girl and escaped fast and far. And Anne has changed me. What I see in her is obvious. What she sees in me is... Hmm, that's a little more puzzling. One, two, three, four!
0: Synopsis is a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife have a two-year-old daughter with a surprising gift. Directed by Leos um written by Ron mail and Russell Male of the Sparks.
1: Yeah, the musical group, the Sparks. Okay. That's important. Is it? Yeah, because it's the Sparks. I don't know. <laughs> they they just Edgar Wright just did a documentary uh, based off of them.
0: Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I know. I don't. Know you should
1: get on are. it. I I feel I feel like we should have we should mention it, that's why.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Um it stars Adam Driver, Marianne Cotin Lard, and Simon Helberg. Helberg!
1: Um before we continue, I am sorry to say that Spider-Man Far From Home is only for rent, not streaming anywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna shed a tear. <laughs> it's so hard to say goodbye. Okay, anyway. So, Kelsey, this was a strange movie. This was interesting. hmm This was... Depressing. Really depressing. Super fucking depressing. Okay. So, what did you think about this movie? It That's was depressing. depressing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you elaborate, please.
0: It was very depressing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, is it, what is that? Ad- you add an adjective, right? That's what it's called? No. Will you, when you, will you amplify a word? No.
0: Okay. I don't remember what it's called either, so fuck you. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this actually is a good film. Mm-hmm. I like that. What little games they're trying to play with you mentally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can read into the child. Or you could read you know i'm not giving anything away but yeah, you could yeah. read into the child or you could read into um some maybe some of the lyrics or whatever mm-hmm. um and honestly i think adam driver's character kind of struck a chord with me in a way that i didn't like
1: really okay
0: um i think i'll go into that in the spoilers though but i just feel like mm-hmm. he's He's more like the average person and how they see themselves in their current life than anyone would like to admit.
1: Mm, okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I, I got. I definitely got a sense of that, especially like how, um, how the uh, the success of Maria Cotelar's character and Adam Driver's character, like how there's a difference in the level of success each one has, and how that kind of like causes a person to kind of like reflect on them, like what well, did i make the right choices is this something that i should have been doing you know mm-hmm. could i have done something better could i worked harder or something like that and you know it, it you know that that to some people that can cause like a level of envy and jealousy mm-hmm. within their part uh towards their partner which is room ru- th- with which i feel like this movie covers um at least about maybe like in the second act the second uh act of the movie,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um. So yeah, I I, I I totally get what you're saying about Evan Driver. Yeah, I do feel that way, even though like he looks weird, like he's one of those
0: people that looks weird and also <laughs> sexy at the same time, and you don't understand. I'm not why. gonna
1: lie, he does. <laughs> like at the beginning, like when they showed him like just walking, I'm like, damn, that is not- I get it, I get it why people, why women are just gaga for this dude, because I'm just like, what the, All right, you're kind of cute. <laughs> even though he's totally well kind of, no he's not my type shut up Mark I think he could be he's too, he's too pale okay he's too pale for my for my liking
0: but you know you have a girlfriend who's also very pale yeah so you can't say that pale is not your type shut up
1: no it's it's first of all when it's, when it's with women I have I do have so types you, so I have Oh my God! <laughs> That's nothing to do with that. <laughs> Just have a preference. So you have a double standard. I don't know. If <laughs> there are women I like to I like to look a certain way, and there are men who I definitely have a particular way I would like them to look. Uh, you know, like that, like that one dude um, at that one bar in West Hollywood we went to, mm-hmm. and I was all like, like all stupid, like trying to talk to him and I couldn't do it. Yeah. See, did he look like Adam Driver? Was he pale as shit? No, he exactly. Looked pretentious as shit. <laughs> Maybe that's my time. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay, okay. All right, all right. We're going off track. Um, so, what did you think about? What did you think of the performance?
0: It was very good. Yeah. I liked everybody.
1: Yeah, everybody was like, like I, I, felt like everybody knew what this movie was. Like was they knew no- what it
0: was. They knew mm-hmm. what their role was. I am mm-hmm. not gonna lie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a favorite
1: the the uh characters or actor
0: actor and okay. and and they're like the, i think actors and how they played their part mm-hmm. it's simon halberg
1: really holy yes. shit okay can you go can you go into detail
0: there's um a scene uh where he's finally doing the thing that he wants to do
1: oh conducting mm-hmm. okay i know you know what okay go to say because I, I already i feel like i'm already gonna agree with you but just go ahead what are you gonna say
0: his facial expressions yes. and the timing of when he's composing and when he's not
1: yes yes is
0: so sincere mm-hmm. and so painful
1: yeah and it, like there's a bit of like comedy within that scene when he's like talking when he's like talking and like conducting and there's yeah, a part, yeah.
0: And then he's like, you know, okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say that. He goes like, okay, just give me a second. And he's like, go, just like goes hard at it and shit. Yeah. And you don't see like the tears. This is no way sport. We're we're in Vegas, fuck. But how like the tears are like coming down his mm-hmm. face and shit like that. I was just like, fuck. That's a great scene. Like it's, yeah. so, it's like sad but so funny at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I that's like I think the mo- most memorable one for me.
1: Really. Um, well, well. Mm.
0: The, it's equal to another one, but I can't tell you that one until spoilers okay okay
1: we'll we'll bring that up as far as um i um i really liked I, I really have to get over to adam driver um because like he doesn't like he doesn't really sing in this movie he kind of like has like maybe two or three notes he hits mm-hmm. but like they're perfect for like what what,
0: what he's capable of what
1: he's capable of and what's um how do you say the director's last name? Corrects? I think it's Carras. Carras, Leo's Karas. like wants from him? So he like he knows how to like work work to his like car- not his character his actor's like performance limits and stuff like that. He doesn't he doesn't try to have him go like full on like blown out of his lungs or anything. Mm-hmm. He just like oh he's got a certain type of voice, so I got to make sure like his tone hits these right notes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So adam driver does it really well and i like i said that i that also has to go to the director and how he's able to like pull that out of his characters um
0: adam driver makes me uncomfortable really when he does roles like this where like serious roles like serious roles roles where he's in pain or it's emotional or Mm -hmm. he can't seem to like cope Mm -hmm. all i see is angry marine
2: you know what i mean like
0: because i was in that life i kind of know like Mm -hmm. the pain that they kind of go through yeah and like how it like brings out like deep-seated shit and and i don't know his whole story but i know he went through a lot and then he ended up making like a group where like oh they use service members could use acting to like let off steam and like deal with their traumas and stuff
1: Um, you see this ted talk on that stuff right
0: i think i did
1: yeah he like um, for the folks who really want to, like, kind of get not because Adam Driver, he, he doesn't really do a lot of interviews, especially not like into his personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this really, really great TED talk about like the organization he started for uh, veterans and like kind of like using acting as like a form of therapy and stuff like that. And it's like some really good shit.
0: Yeah. So like every time he plays a role like that, all I can think of is like that's real pain yeah like that's not for the screen like that's real
1: you didn't you didn't think his pain was real in the Star Wars trilogies no I, I thought it was too <laughs> oh really kind of kind of
0: <laughs> but it was so cinematic it's not as like bleak and like yeah yeah but definitely in this one I definitely mm. see him like mm.
1: um painful i I really did enjoy uh, Marie. Marine Kotelar, Um I completely forgot that like she can like legit sing. Like those are act- that's actually her singing mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Um, I will admit that like it was like a minute for me to really get into her character because her character seemed very like almost like oblivious and kind of dumbfounded in a couple of scenes like in like early on when she was. Um, her her earlier scenes with Adam Driver, but it was like later as we're getting close to the second act that I think like she her character was really starting to like develop. Mm-hmm. Like there's this really good scene where she's she's starting to like have concerns about um her life and her kid's life,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: like I think it's really great how in that scene they're like jumping from like setting to setting to setting to setting, and how she's just able to like still carry like that same type of note and tone and like feeling through each setting. Yeah, which I thought was really great.
0: I really like I I thought they chose the right person for that role.
1: Did you know that originally they wanted Rihanna?
0: No. But I also can't see that working.
1: Her doing that?
0: She's not a very good actress. Yeah, no.
1: no she's not.
0: Um and she's a good singer, but she's not an opera singer. Mm-hmm. Like them, if they really wanted to they might as well get Kesha cuz she is mm. classically trained.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um Okay, so is there anything in the uh, anything in the in Leo's corrects? Carfax? <laughs> Carfax. Uh anything in his direction that kinda like popped out for you, like a style or anything?
0: Um He did the thing that like Starship Troopers does. <laughs> like I do What like, makes it like self aware? Kinda.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I, I kind of like those little breaks. Um, I like the use of color mm-hmm. because it it's very kind of dark throughout. Yeah. Um, I feel like you know there's good reason for it. Um, towards the end, the way you see Adam Driver too mm. is like, ugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> horrified maybe, <laughs>
0: kind of like. He totally looks like he could fit that life. Oh, really? You know, like, they really <laughs> yeah, did yeah. His, yeah. his face. Uh. He did him dirty.
1: <laughs> um, so, oh, so I, I, I we definitely, I feel like we should talk about this. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's what started the whole movie. But, like, what do you think of, like, the music? Like, the the work of, like, the Sparks. Because this is, like, their first, They they've written musicals before, but has never reached production. This is, like, their first, like... Actually, produ- produce musical that they. So
0: that means it. they actually wrote. They wrote it. Yeah. Okay, I like the writing. Mm. I don't necessarily love the music.
1: Okay, that's understandable.
0: Especially the "We're in Love" song.
1: You don't. You didn't like that song. No. <laughs> I actually like that song.
0: It was cheesy in the beginning, and then I kind of learned to be okay with it, like not love it or hate it towards yeah. the end, but uh. like. There's nothing there. Like there's just a very boring song.
1: And I think that's I think that's the point because like the fact that like it's like it it's a tip it's a typical but not but not so typical love song where they're just like we're so in love we're in love we're in love we're in love which is essentially like those are love songs we're in love we're in love we're in love we're in love. They no, were that's
0: just, also what people tell themselves until they don't love
1: anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think that. I think that's why they sang it in that way, in that manner, to kind of like show like the mindset of of the characters that are singing it. Yeah,
0: I I mean I get it. Mm-hmm. I just
1: just not a big fan of it.
0: No, and maybe it was a transitional thing because towards mm-hmm. the end of the scene when they were done singing it, mm-hmm. I was okay with it. But very much by the at the beginning, I was like, this is fucking cheesy, <laughs> and I can't stand it. And maybe, maybe that was the point, too, because mm. usually in the beginning, love is cheesy. Mm. It's not real love anyways. It's infatuation. It
1: Ma- makes you want to vomit. <laughs>
0: exactly. And I wanted to. And exactly, I did.
1: Exactly. And I think they did their job.
0: <laughs> that doesn't make me like it anymore.
1: You should love You should love it. No. Love it. Um, my, the song that I actually like the most is uh, so, so May We Start. Mm. Um, I even like how that song is put together and how it's like conveys like the start of the movie because essentially essentially it like televises this is how the idea started with a this song. This
0: is how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it started with an idea of this and then as like the song progresses, we're we're getting like. Oh now Here are the players. Here are the characters. Here's gonna be the music, choir, and stuff like that. Like kind of like bit by bit by bit. Like this is the creation of the song. I mean, this is the creation of the movie. Like through like a, a process of simply just like walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why like I I like that song out of the entire movie. I think I like that song the most.
0: I think I like that one too.
1: I mean, you can say that, but you really love. We're in so in love. <laughs> 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 okay, you want to get into the the uh, spoiler section? Mm-hmm oh my god I'm, I'm never touching that button now oh my god <laughs> no, i'm joking <laughs> um okay so here's the part we get to the spoiler section where we're going to talk in great lengths about uh the Um so if you don't want to be spoiled uh here's your spoiler bumper right about now did it i pressed the button and got it right on the first try whoop, 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 whoop. okay so, so you're proud of you i know right? yes i my dad would be proud of me <laughs> thanks dad no problem mark dad what that's it <laughs> um okay so you're talking about the your uh one of your favorite scenes
0: okay um let me lead up to it mm-hmm. this this film does a really great job of alluding to things and not hitting you over the head yeah yeah one of the most major things uh the like the biggest thing mm-hmm. is at first they have their kid and you're like what the fuck is wrong with this kid
1: <laughs> that's what i thought like like when they first showed the kid i was like is this supposed to look this bad like is something supposed to be wrong with the kid? Like, I don't know. Like, my brain couldn't process. Uh, yeah,
0: I couldn't figure out, did it have, like, some sort of disability? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, a deformity? Mm-hmm. Or, like, did they just shirk the budget for that one thing? Yeah. You know? And then, as time went on, I started to realize that that baby wasn't real to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the
0: love he had for the baby wasn't real. Yeah. So the baby mm. just wasn't real.
1: I honestly, I would say that he's not the only one who saw that. I think an uh, Anne uh, Maria Cotelar's character saw saw the child like that as well. Because when we, when she there there were moments where she was alone with the kid and it looked like a puppet. It looked like fucking fake like that.
0: Well, I, it always looked like that for everybody, and so I don't really think mm-hmm. that everybody saw the baby that way. Mm-hmm. I think this whole film has been through Adam Driver's perspective. Mm,
1: okay, okay, Like, you might
0: get bits and pieces of other people's perspective, Yeah. but the reason why we see Annette the way we do mm. is because Adam Driver sees her that way.
1: Okay, okay. I see, I see. I see that makes sense.
0: Um, and then there is a part in the movie later on where he has accepted or he asks the help of the composer. Mm-hmm. They, they never give him a name.
1: No, they never they give him a name. They always call
0: him the composer friend. Yeah. The composer or he, friend. Or he
1: calls him the uh, uh Accompan... accompany accompanist. Something like that. Yeah, he calls him that, like, and he even said he even calls him like the uh, hit my accompanist friend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um so he asks him for help because he wants to make um, Annette a star, mm. and proceeds to basically leave Annette's upbringing to the composer.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like that's I don't okay.
0: And so uh, that's like another thing. Like, like he took for granted what he had with marriage, the marriage, mm-hmm. and he had that kid who wasn't even really that real to him. So then it was easy. He had obviously moments where he really did love the child mm. and and you knew that he did, but he still was shirking his responsibilities and not taking like responsibility for his own actions and his own family. Mm-hmm. so um so then you know there he he's like, "Where were they in like France or something?"
1: Uh. they
0: were in a hotel room and he's like i'm going to go out for the night in Blue. Oh, he, sea. i think they
1: were i think they were in like in japan. Oh, okay. Or in tokyo or something like that, yeah.
0: Um and he just like fucks off like
1: Mhm. just like constantly getting drunk. That i actually really i really enjoyed that scene because like it starts off with him in one club in japan mm-hmm. and then he he goes from like a different club to a different club and you can tell you can tell that, like, in some way, he's, like, in France. He's in Italy. He's in Spain. He's in stuff like that. Without it being like, oh, here's a jet. You land here and stuff like that. It was, like, kind of clever editing of, like, conveying the message that, like, every every stop they land, he's in he's in the bar or the club, like, partying. So, mm-hmm. taking care of his
0: kids. Yeah. And then there's um, one scene where they have another song and he's singing about how much he hates himself. Yeah. And, like, I'm, like... This the other thing that I kind of got early on was he hated himself. Mm -hmm. And if you hate yourself, you have a hard time connecting to your child or your wife, Mm -hmm. even accepting that that person's more successful than you. Like, Mm. he never got over how much he hated himself until he was in jail and he realized he fucked up so badly he'll never get it back.
1: Yeah, he essentially, like, destroyed lives in the process, you know, other than causing the death of Anne but you know killing the conductor and then essentially like kind of like well not kind of like really fucking up his daughter mm-hmm. and how he can like see a kind of like um, like building within her and mm-hmm. there's like that really great line that calls back to the uh, his f- the first musical number I might, what's the first one no um, the hit. sorry his first solo number where he says something about like staring into the void
0: into it, the abyss.
1: Yeah, into the abyss, which is a very like nihilistic kind of thing to say, like a dark nihilistic thing. Like I'm just staring at the abyss, like I'm, nothing's coming back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how he like pretty much tells um, Annette like, like like don't ever
0: th- look into the abyss. Yeah,
1: don't do that. Like pretty much saying like don't be like me. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: and so that's that. So the second most memorable scene I'm saying mm-hmm. is when they find he he finally sees her in the
1: jail and she's real. Oh, I think that's like, um, God, what was the best? Oh, okay. So with that, I think that is the best scene in the entire movie. Because I think it, like it, it's this whole build up to like this, the, to that particular scene. Mm-hmm. And it's so minimal. It's just them in a room. And like, that's yeah. it.
0: Well, I think it's interesting how they did it too, because she came in as... Like, the fake baby. Yeah,
1: as Annette. Oh, yeah. Yes, the.
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there was uh-huh. the fake baby laying on the floor, and there was a real child standing next to her, and then she was sitting in the chair.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, like, it was like all of a sudden he saw her for who she was, mm-hmm. and he realized it was too late. Mm-hmm. Like, she was real, and he fucked it up.
1: Every time you, every time you say "fake baby," I think of, I think of the fake baby from American Sniper. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that scene? Yes. <laughs> like, I like, and, that, and I think, I think that's very telling that, like, because sometimes you have a hard time remembering certain scenes in movies and stuff like that. You don't know, have to like kind of walk you there, mm-hmm. uh, but like you're still like, oh, like yes, I remember, yeah. I remember because it was so bad. <laughs>
0: If they had a name for it, I'm sure they would call it the fake baby gate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that The baby from Annette was more lively than that fake baby. That, that Bradley Cooper was like, like, shaking, like, it's a live baby. <laughs> cry, goddammit. Cry, cry. So, uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: Um, yeah, so it, I'm not saying that it's not as memorable as the scene with the composer mm-hmm. where the camera goes around him like eight times um yeah it's just that i don't know i just felt like there was maybe more um art in the composer one, maybe. Oh really i just felt like it was more like i could feel it mm-hmm. i could feel the other one but I was more a spectator mm-hmm. you know when they're in the jail but this one I felt it like I was there
1: I think because maybe like the music kind of like added uh, it kind of like it was also like, like uh,
0: get added to the drama, it was a catalyst,
1: yeah, yeah, especially like the way how he was uh when he was talking like at the moments he was talking, the music was very like sl- not slow, but like kind of quiet and like low key and stuff like that, and then when he wasn't saying anything that's when he was the most emotional, and that's when the music was like was swelling, yeah, it was like really picking up, um so like uh before we hit in spoilers, i um there's a scene I had mentioned with Maria Kotalor about like her act, her singing chops and everything. And I think, like, I think that really goes to like her, like the her level of skill to really like carry like the same amount of like emotion and like note at the part where she's like worrying about uh, her situation. And then like the fact that like she might think that she's thinking that maybe, um, Adam Driver's character has the possibility of like hurting her mm-hmm. and shit like that. And I thought I thought it was I thought it was really like really well shot. And it gets into like this weird kind of like disillusional part where she like grabs a net and like swings the baby around like yeah. <laughs> like she's just like, "Oh, everything's okay." La 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 like that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, but it's like in a very chaotic kind of way. Yeah, yeah. So it's like more disconcerting than it is Uh like um what's the word? Comforting.
1: Yeah, I gotcha. Gotcha.
0: (laughs) Like Uh, I swear to God she was gonna drop that baby in the pool like a few times. And I'm like, fuck (laughs) fuck. And uh, I care for this fake baby.
1: Well actually you know what? I, I I just realized something. So like there's that scene with her and like Swinging, like, a net around, like, the chaotic nature of it and everything. And then there's the scene that happened prior to that where it's Adam Driver holding the baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, he's, like, smoking a cigarette at the same time. But he's, like, holding her, like, almost, like, in a Tai Chi kind of way. Oh, yeah. And it's... I think that's supposed to, like... It really shows, like, the different characteristics between the characters. How Adam Driver is, like, low-key more quiet. But inside, he's more violent. Where Maria Cotola's character is more outwardly spoken. Um, but inwardly, she's a bit more uh, not close-minded. Like inwardly, she's more like a mouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like instead of more really reserved. more reserved. Thank you. That's the word I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Also, the colors are very dark. I know I mentioned that before, mm-hmm. but where it really—I mean, if you think about it—in the beginning, when they're outside dancing, it's nighttime yeah then he's on stage and it's dark in there mm-hmm. and it's just like nighttime almost the whole time
1: are you talking about uh when he um uh, where it's it's ends when, when he comes into it comes into the backstage see Aunt?
0: um no like in the very beginning oh okay when they're singing that song that you like
1: oh okay yeah, 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 yeah.
0: it's like just about nighttime and then it is dark and oh. then on the stage where he is because mm-hmm. he had his first show
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's dark yeah and then he goes to see her and it's nighttime
1: oh okay I, think I get the only
0: time it was during the day was when they were out walking in the like the tall grass
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but even then there was kind of like this filter or something that made it
1: seem kind of like dark yeah yeah and how he was if you think about it, he was kind of like more in the shadows, yeah. And a number of because, I mean, yeah, of
0: they were walking like in the trees a lot, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing is like at night, mm. but by the time they get to the boat, mm-hmm. it's like never light again, at a, like it's even darker after that. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like different shades of darkness mm-hmm. throughout the whole film
1: i guess that kind of adds
0: Oh, that. except for when they're in the jail
1: oh yeah yeah because i i think with with the jail scene like they things are more obviously more into light like they can be honest with each other yeah you know like there's like even ra-
0: though it's a dark moment for him it's like he sees the
1: light yeah yeah um you know it kind of adds to that as you the- it adds to your opinion that like the movie's really depressing <laughs> because it's a
0: whole fucking it's (laughs) it's a very depressing film uh i was not happy after i watched it
1: i was pretty happy about it (laughs) i was like
0: you'd already seen it before so
1: no well that's the thing when i when i first saw this i was like i don't know how to take this movie it's this is kind of (laughs) weird
0: i got it right away i was worried i wouldn't get it
1: well yeah that's the thing because like it's not like it's not it's it's not a conventional musical where it's like, uh, what was it? What was the musical that we saw that we reviewed? Um, the one that the one that sung at us. In the Heights? In the Heights. Yeah. That, yeah. exactly.
0: I hate you for bringing that one up.
1: <laughs> How that one was like, so like, big ass musical numbers and groups of people dancing and blah, 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 blah. And all that kind of stuff where this one was very like, like, is Adam Driver even singing? Something like he's just kind of just talking. <laughs> <laughs> he was singing. Yeah. He had, like I said, he had two notes.
0: <laughs> la and la.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, no lie, that scene where he's at the... When we first see him at the club in Japan, mm-hmm. where he's like... I forgot what he says, but he's like... Nah, 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 I feel like that's just... I feel like if he's just listening to music like out in the streets, <laughs> that's how he's singing it. It's That one note. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: That little girl needs to be...
1: The one who played uh, the the human version of Annette? hmm Yeah, let me look up her name. Yeah, because she was like, that girl was like, hella good.
0: I don't know if it's her or how the hell they pulled it out of her if it wasn't like mm. she wasn't already that capable.
1: Yeah, Devin McDowell. That's her name. Like, she was like legit going hella good on that shit.
0: She was, I mean, I know the dialogue was good, but like she knew how to deliver it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like like an adult.
1: Yeah, she delivered this really great line. Um probably the most memorable memorable one for me uh, where she's saying about like how she she can forget her mom and she can never forgive her dad. And she mm-hmm. can, like kind of she like says it like over and over and in, in, in like little spurts. And then like when they kind of meet in the middle, then she like changes her tone, but it feels like it's still the same. And oh, not sorry, not changes the tone. She changes the wording around where she goes um, I'll never forget, Mom. But I can forgive you. But it seems like the tone never changed. Like, kind of like I'm it saying, still
0: accusatory.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm out of that. Like, I I enjoyed this movie. I I'm really I have never seen this dude's work before. Uh, Leo's Kraux, I think that's is his last name. Um, I have checked out. I have I have seen that. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, you need to check out like Holy Holy Motors. That's like his best work. <laughs>
0: That's a weird name.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it's this weird style, so. Gotcha. Um, so what's your final say on this movie? I think it's good. Think and it's good?
0: you should watch it uh if you don't plan on being alone. <laughs> don't watch it alone. Yes. If watch you alone. have feelings, but Mark doesn't have any, so Yeah.
1: Watch it alone. Watch
0: it alone. He was fine. He was like People died. He's in pain.
1: I no. <laughs> na, 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 it's a na. toe tapper. I know, right? Just like we're so in love. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so what we got next.
0: Next, we're gonna do our variety time. <music> okay. So this week we're doing try this, not that, and uh, we've watched a few things. I think Mark had to put everything under the sun he's watched in the last two weeks.
1: (laughs) It's actually a lot. I I had to dwindle this bitch down. (laughs) Um, okay, so yeah, yeah. I was off for this. I was off for the summer for school uh, from school. So I I caught up on a lot of stuff. I watched a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, and everything. but like I said, this is this is more of like the recent stuff that I, I've kind of been watching. Um, so I've been watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt's newest project, uh, Mr. Joseph Corman. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. mm mm-hmm. uh, His latest project, which is called Mr. Corman. Um, mm-hmm. It's on Apple TV. It's so on the first season. I th- think they just got done with the fourth episode. This, first of all, it's an A24 production. So I'm just like, boom, sold. I'm already watching it, right? Mm-hmm. This movie kind of like every episode kind of like fucks me up mentally because mm. I find so much relatable to this character, to the to uh, Levitt's character. Uh, so he plays this teacher that it's like they haven't really gone a whole lot into his background, but he plays a teacher who it seemed like he had some potential to be like a really good musician.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but something happened where he like fell out of it and started to teach instead. And the the show is based in LA. So there's a lot of locations that I'm just like, been there, been there. I know what that is. I know what that is and everything. But there is this really great episode. I think it's like the first episode where there is a realistic like LA conversation that oh. like <laughs> had me cracking up. Just listen to this conversation. Um, but like, some of the topics that, like, it covers is, like... Like, they did one whole episode where um, his character was having, like, a like a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know how to, like, process it at all. And it was, like, a realistic way of how he was processing, like... That he wants to, like, see a doctor about it. But he, like, calls the number and they're like, Oh, okay, we can get you in for an appointment uh, two months from now. And he's like, No, no, I'm panicking. Like, now? I need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of stuff. And, like, how his friend Arturo tries to help him and everything. Um... The the metaphors like in the background that kind of shows his mindset is really fucking good. Like that anxiety episode, they show like uh, essentially like an asteroid coming. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, it's it's it is the metaphor of his anxiety and his problems like coming at him and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, There's another great episode where like we get to know his mom a little bit more and how that relationship is, which re- that relationship remind me a lot between me and my mother. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck, are they watching me? Like what? <laughs> um, Maybe,
0: you know, you're that, uh, that show with, um, I mean that movie,
1: Oh, the Truman show. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he, he sees this, 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 uh, Afro Latino kid. He's like,
0: I'm going to appropriate that. I'm
1: appropriate that. Like, that's good. <laughs> I'm going go to do that. Um, so yeah, I've been watching that great show. Um, Ted Lasso, uh second season, whatever you heard about it, you know, if you're still on the fence, you should watch it. It's a great show. There's not a whole lot of talk about like other that you haven't heard. It's a great show. Um I saw the first season. There was like two separate times I started to cry cuz it's like it's it's like a hopeful show. It's like a like a show about people just kind of like just being hopeful about like what's around them and stuff like that, right? In a realistic way. Um Reservation Dogs that is the latest show on FX and Hulu uh it's produced by uh Takawa TT and Sterling Harjo uh where it, it takes place like in a reservation and like like the Navajo life and stuff like that mm-hmm. or the indigenous life uh set in America that is a really funny show um about 30 minutes but it's great okay um and my honorable mention. Well, I, I didn't put this in the docket. I'll give three honorable mentions. One is I'm finally watching Deep Space Nine. Love it. Uh, finally start watching. finally start watching. Uh, A- Kelsey, what's the what's the name of the show that I, we're watching? The British show.
0: Oh, Downton Abbey
1: i had kelsey say downtown abbey because i want to say downtown out abbey because i want to say how i normally do which is denton
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm like yeah law and order (laughs)
1: um so that's a great show but i'm taking a break from that because i was getting a bit annoyed by the drama like "Eh, let me watch something that's not so dramatic Mm -hmm. so then i found myself watching kim's convenience uh the canadian produce it's a it's a show that was based in canada uh Simu Lu who who plays Shang Chi, is in it. That show, it's like comfort food. Like it is just like, where Ted Lasso, there's like there is like confrontation and like a bit of hopefulness of oh, their hopefulness that almost makes you cry because like oh people are so nice. This is just like this is just a family sitcom. Let's just go ahead and just enjoy it. Um. So yeah, there's like five seasons on Netflix before it got canceled. Um, and I will say that uh, Simu Lu. Fucking snack.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm, looking, I'm like, oh my the Boys giving me the vapors
0: He's not too uh too pale.
1: He's not too pale. Because he's <laughs> Korean. So he's a bit more tan.
0: Oh, so you're you're racist.
1: <sighs> so you've called me sexist, you've <laughs> called me racist. Uh-huh. I'm 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 hoping to get the top three. I wanna get misogynistic. I want to get it somehow.
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna call it next. It'll be boy because you know mm-hmm. the Linda Lindas came out with that song called uh, "Sexist Racist
1: Boy." So you can call me sexist racist boy now. Hmm. Not cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. Kelsey, what you've been checking out?
0: Uh, there's a movie called Beckett on mm-hmm. Netflix. I guess everything we watch is basically no. Everything I apparently I watch is on Netflix. Um,
1: so whats so who stars in this movie? John David Washington? Okay, you're the only person I've heard that actually liked this movie. I know
0: I'm so so fucking surprised. <laughs> um I guess I could see why people wouldn't like the movie, mm-hmm. but I like it because one um like if you're gonna compare it to another movie like this, you might compare it to shooter okay. You know, or like uh, the
1: Mark Wahlberg show.
0: Mark Wahlberg? Yes. Mm. I don't know why you made that sound more exotic than it is.
1: Because, because <laughs> it sounds like how he would say it, like an idiot. Okay. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on.
0: Um, you make it more sound like he's trying to say his name while gagging on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Mark
2: Wahlberg.
1: Ma- Ma- <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Fucking racist. Anyway, go on. <laughs>
0: Um. So okay. So you would might you might consider it's kind of like shooter in a way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: only in the fact that he's running from somebody and he's being framed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where the similarities stop. First of all, he's obviously black. Mm. His race really doesn't come up at all, which okay. is very refreshing. Okay, he's in a foreign country. So if you can imagine that level of I'm in a foreign country and I have no idea what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um. And um. Of course he's a really good actor, so
1: I like this movie.
0: And you know he can bring the tears when he needs to.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, because you were saying that like it's like shooter, you know, and that's this that's what like the simulator like that's, that's the simulators are minimal, but like there's a kind of a style with it, like the whole. Um, maybe what kind of espionage kind of feel to it and shit like that right? yeah
0: there was like a little espionage element but like you know like he was being framed for something and you could tell that like there's some political drama going on in the background Mm -hmm. um and it kind of gets brought to
1: the foreground so like i've been kind of i have been curious to check this out because you know like it's said, it's like shooter but like his character like doesn't have any of the, like those discerning skills right he's just like a regular guy like just trying exactly to survive. yeah
0: so that's what i like
1: about it because mm, okay. he's
0: not like picking up rifles and like putting them together and like all this shit yeah do like like
1: born style hand-to-hand combat and shit
0: literally looking like he's an unfit guy running through the fucking countryside with a, like hand, a bandaged hand you know and he looks fucking dirty as shit because mm. he's been through the like mud and like dirt and all kinds of stuff, like, in the countryside trying to fucking run away, like...
1: Mm-hmm. Showing, showing that nasty... He's not
0: a good runner in this film.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: like, he looks like an average Joe trying to run. Like, it's more like a lumbering jog.
1: Oh, so kind of like how I jog.
0: No. You look fit.
1: No, like, when I'm jogging, it's kind of like, oh, this is a big dude trying to run.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does kind of look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so i like that film um mm-hmm. also i watched sweet tooth with my youngest daughter um
1: and this is this is what the wb slash like robert Downey jr like produced film uh series right mm-hmm. okay
0: yep that's so that's also on netflix um i don't like children and child actors mm-hmm. this kid is actually really good
1: okay the the what's the what's the cat's name uh like this the kid star of the movie right all right, yeah. sorry. Show. I keep calling it a movie.
0: Um. Yeah. So his name. What is his name? There's a lot of weird names in here.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to find it. But it's taking forever on my IMDb to pop up. Stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Christian Convery. Okay. Um. He plays Gus. Okay. Um. I know that I've seen the the big black guy that like is running with him.
1: Yeah, that dude. Um, but like,
0: his name is so weird. I've never on his Nanzo name.
1: Anon- Anon- yeah uh let me see he was ooh boy he was in some stuff artemis Fowl. oh he was in guavo island okay oh i uh, i believe he was the i believe he was the 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 cartel leader or whatever it was oh uh, yeah i think that was him
0: so um i watched this with my younger daughter
1: Okay. What does she well, think?
0: About? Let me give you a little, a little background on her. Okay. She doesn't like watching anything that's not animated. Okay. Um, she will sit through Marvel shows. Hmm. Like, but they're not all created equal to her. She really didn't care about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Okay, but she liked. Uh,
1: she did not care about the plight of the black man.
0: No. If she's white. Why would she?
1: Maybe she's racist. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. You need to snuff her out. <laughs> no, joking, joking. No, no
0: please do it to my other one <laughs> Um, okay so anyways I told her sit down and watch an episode and see if you like it mm-hmm. and she was a little fidgety in the beginning I'm like no you have to not be looking at a phone
2: mm-hmm.
0: none of that while you're watching the beginning of this show mm-hmm. because there's a way in the narration that he he talks about the beginning of certain people's stories and like it's it's almost whimsical but mm-hmm. the story is as much narration as it is mm-hmm. what's going on yeah um and like it really draws you in okay. so i feel like if you're not going to get drawn in in the first 10 minutes without looking at your phone mm-hmm. then you can give it a pass
1: yeah i i, I think that was my issue um with the show because i i watched like two episode two episodes and i was kind of like kind of like coming in and out of it because i was doing laundry at the same time because oh. I'm, I'm thinking like well i can do my laundry and wash this as well and i mean i'll give it points for like the, the like how well it's shot and like the creativity within the creatures and like the storytelling which i think is really great um but like you know like you said i think yeah you're right. Um. You need to like sit down and be like, let me watch this.
0: they have so many so many nuances too. Like it's yeah. not all, it's not all dialogue. Yeah. Um, and there's so many like emotions that are on the characters' faces that you're gonna miss if you're not looking at mm-hmm. the character. I mean, at like what they're doing. So, I think it's a really good show. I think it's kind of important too mm-hmm. if you want to think about like all the context, like all the little subcontext there is with like. People that are different and like Mm -hmm. um, how people can change and second chances and all this stuff. Um, So I didn't think I was going to like the show and I had actively been avoiding it, actually. But I actually really like it.
1: Well, lucky for you.
0: Oh, and they have a second season coming out.
1: I know. I was just about to say that. Like, Like, lucky for you, there's a second season.
0: At the end of the last episode, Uh. they actually put, um, you know, we'll be back for another season.
1: Uh, okay. Which okay. I've
0: never seen anyone do that before, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, especially especially when it comes with like, a Netflix, Netflix show. It is, like... Because Netflix is, like, notorious for a show being great, and then all of a sudden, like, canceled. It's gone, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I... Uh, another reason why I feel like I should really jump on this show is because I was watch, um Because I, I had heard this was actually a comic book. I think it's, like, a vertical comic book. And I was like, damn, let me, like... To I wonder me, like, if it's darker. That's the thing. The comic book, it looks dark, like fucked up, and I don't know if they're gonna make it as fucked up as what I saw.
0: Probably not.
1: Yeah, maybe they will. Maybe maybe because like they're doing the setup, like oh, everything kind of is like not safe, but still kind of whimsical, like how like the four shots or everything kind of gives like this fantasy thing. Maybe like in the next season, or if they get a third season, they're like, bam, depression. <laughs>
0: Maybe, but I don't think so. I think they've had so much opportunity to make it real dark that they allude to things mm-hmm. um, like how Jep, which is um, the nonzo mm-hmm. um actor, how he had a family and what ended up happening to them, mm, and okay. like how he, the reason why he is the way he is, they could have shown much more than they did. Mm. They just didn't. So, like, it's like you you, you glean from how they're showing things what happened, mm-hmm. but you don't see it with your own eyes. So, it's not, like, super dark.
1: <clears throat> I'm... <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, <clears throat> sorry, my throat.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I <clears throat> enjoy your pain.
1: I know, right? Um... Damn, I'm actually really curious to check out the comic book. Comic book now it's only like 40 issues for the comic. Like it's it it ended uh, maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, fuck. So sweet tooth, right? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I have an honorable mention: The Innocence Files on
1: Netflix. Oh my. Oh okay so I thought I thought you went American Monsters. I don't know my when you say Innocent Files my brain went American Monsters. No,
0: American legit. Monsters is on Di- on Discovery Plus.
1: <laughs> That'd be funny if you, if you said American Monsters is <laughs> on Disney. Wait, what?
0: No, no, no. But I mean if we want to mention it, <laughs> I didn't think Mark would like this fucking show. <laughs>
1: <sighs> okay, well, go, go back to the Innocent Files. Let's, let's do that.
0: Okay, first. Innocence Files is really good. It's mm. a show about um, people who are wrongfully convicted and Mm -hmm. what i like about this is they explain Mm -hmm. why they were wrongfully convicted and all the problems with pseudoscience and everything and also corrupt cops and how they get away with prosecutors yeah they get away with so much Mm -hmm. okay american
1: monster um yeah. Okay. Wait. Before we go to American Monsters, one thing I one thing I, I just remember that I want to say about Reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs is like Atlanta, but taking place on a reservation, and like taking like a little taking music a little bit out of the equation. Like you know how like Atlanta is kind of like weird and like surreal and shit like that. Yeah. Reservation Dogs has a bit of that. Oh. Okay. So that's I think that's why it's like something that people should check out because it's like whoa, like it's it's kind of like weird and shit. Yeah. Okay. American Monsters. Kelsey was like, hey, I want you to watch this, right? Mm-hmm. And I was very hesitant to watch it because it's like those um ID shows where it's like, this is how the murder happened. And like there's like the <laughs> Like the,
0: forensic files or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: And like those like reenactments and stuff where like the, the actors and actors look nothing like the, <laughs> the people in real life. <laughs> however, 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 that first episode she showed me was like this woman holy (laughs) shit um god i don't want to spoil it because it's like okay so without spoiling it
0: this it's a dramatic fucking series it's
1: super dramatic right and in this episode i don't i don't know if this is uh i I don't know if this is like how the rest of the show is but this particular episode there was like twist after twist after twist after (laughs) twist to the point where i had to like stop Pause it and catch a breath, like, whoa, whoa, what
0: <laughs> and even though I would warn you, oh, there's a twist coming huh? twist. You're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and some of and some of the stuff is like Or you're trying to like <laughs> you're trying to guess what it is. Uh, and like,
1: oh yeah. I was doing no. that a lot. And here's the thing, it's like it's not even just like the twist and the twist. It's just like the the murder suspect, uh, who's this woman, the way how she like acts like because they actually have footage of her like saying and like doing shit. I'm just like, what the fuck is this woman doing?
0: and it's also funny because you don't know they 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 don't tell you if it's the guy they they allude to one of these people in this uh, home video is the murderer, <laughs> Murder. yeah, so they don't tell you for like a good twenty minutes or thirty minutes yeah. who the actual killer is,
1: yeah and like. Like they did, like they did this shot where that's where they paused it. You know, one of these people is the murderer, and they showed two people. And my brain automatically went, "Oh, it's the husband," because he
0: looked fucking
1: crazy. He he looked like garbage, and they set him up to be like, "This dude's the monster." (laughs) Yeah, and then no, it's not.
0: (laughs) He had wild hair like fucking Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, (laughs) in Lethal Weapon, where it's like, "Shit." Finger in a light socket. Now we are going to do our geriatric cinematic of Phantom of the Paradise.
3: 20th Century Fox presents Phantom of the Paradise, a gothic horror story. What was that? A beautiful love story. Up, a, a cinematic odyssey through the rock universe. From Greece to Glitter Whoa! and beyond. The story of a sound. The man who created it. The girl who sang it, the monster who stole it, and the phantom who haunts the paradise, the ultimate rock palace. Phantom of the Paradise. My music is for Phoenix. Only she can sing it. Anyone else to tries, die.
0: The synopsis is a disfigured composer... T- sells his soul for the woman he loves so that she will perform his music. However, an evil record tycoon betrays him and steals his music to open his rock palace, The Paradise. The
2: Paradise!
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's directed and written by Brian De Palma, it stars William Finley, Paul Williams, Jessica Harper, Garrett Graham, and George Mamoli.
1: Garrett Graham. Who's your possibly your favorite character? Beef. <laughs> <laughs> um He's so pretty oh yeah he yeah, yeah they do make him pretty even even though in real life he looks like shit really <laughs> yeah because he has like the, he has a the actor he has like this weird chin and like down nose that's really prominent without like all that makeup and like hairstyle and shit like that oh. um so i've never seen phantom of the paradise i've heard uh i've seen several interviews of Oh, with Edgar Wright and Guillermo del Toro saying this is like one of their favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cult critics are like, this is like one of the greatest movies ever. Brian, one of Brian De Palma's best work, la-da-da-da-da, and all that kind of stuff, right?
0: la da 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 and all that kind of stuff?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, since they're not on the show, uh, I think it's, more importantly, what did Kelsey think about this movie? I loved it. Fully agree with you fucking love this movie it's like so amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's like it goes hard when it comes to like to the music and like just to like the operatic over dramatic nature of this shit mm-hmm. they're like phantom of the paradise we named it for that reason and
0: the plight of the phantom oh i know everything right? he goes through i was like dying <laughs> like i was like
2: mm-hmm.
0: Like, not scared, but, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I felt so much, like, weight on uh, me about how much was happening to him, and he uh, wasn't doing anything wrong.
1: I, I know. He was just constantly, like...
0: I just want my music made, and it was... Yeah.
1: Uh, speaking of, like, like I guess you say the danger and the shit, the plight that happens to... Uh, Uh, William Finley's character who played uh, Winslow slash the Phantom. So, you know that scene where, like, his head gets stuck in the record press? Yeah. Okay, so what happened, this is according to, like, uh, William Finley. What happened was that um, he was, like, really worried that the machine wasn't safe to, like, pull the stunt off, right? And they were just like, no, no, that's good, it's good, it's good, right? Um, But what happened was that the machine was powerful enough to crush, like, the chokes that they had to, like to let it gradually close that when it closed it almost smashed his head in oh no yeah yeah i said it was finley's speed and timing that saved him from being seriously hurt um as he got his head out just in time so the screams that you hear him it's him actually screaming (laughs) (laughs) um but it was worth it it's totally worth it thank thank you william finley rest in peace
0: well, he didn't die on the show. I mean, on the movie. And the,
1: but he's dead for real. He's listening. You know, yeah. our our top audience are. He's our probably people.
0: sitting right next to us. I hey, know. Hey, how you doing, Will? I know.
1: He's like he's like still demanding his music be made. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, this movie is it's great. I think the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal. Me too. I, I fuck. I actually was listening to some of the soundtrack on my way to school this morning. Uh-huh. This soundtrack is so fucking great. I want it on vinyl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how much it is.
1: Seventy dollars. <laughs> I don't have that money.
0: Which is cheaper than uh,
1: oh Harold and mod, which is like three hundred or like nine hundred. Some some ridiculous. Some, it system. was ridiculous. Yeah. So okay. So performance. What's your take on the performance? Who who stuck out? Who stuck out for you?
0: <laughs> Definitely William Finley, especially <laughs> when he's the Phantom.
1: <laughs> oh my god, he sells it. He fucking sells it.
0: Like he's my favorite. He's mm-hmm. me on the inside.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think. I think he's you on the inside, especially like that scene where he threw that like that uh, electrified, like uh, that neon lightning bolt at beef. Uh And like, because I like I was kind of watching you at that scene. I don't know. My brain was like, let me just see what's Kelsey react. Because obviously something ridiculous is going to happen. So I saw your reaction. I was just like, oh, this girl's fucking sick. Because you were just like, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why you know me. Yes. Why you talk to me. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Because I can
0: be sick and you can just not be sick, but watch me yeah. be sick.
1: You're a phantom and I'm Phoenix. Just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And Pocket is Swan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Patches is Filvin. Filvin? So, yeah.
1: Who would be Beef, though? I think Patches would be Beef. No, Patches isn't cool enough to be Beef. Maybe, maybe you're fan. That fan is cool enough to be beef. <laughs> um, okay, so what, what was it about what, what was it about William Finley's performance that that struck a chord with you?
0: His eye. No, <laughs> oh, his, his one eye. working eye. Yeah, yeah,
1: he sells that shit with his with his one working eye.
0: Like he wears, so it's like he got his his head crushed in the record press, mm-hmm. and then he wears a mask, mm-hmm. which is very reminiscent we were talking about, mm. of Griffith from oh, Berserk. Oh, from Berserk,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, probably uh, the creator of uh, Berserk probably, probably got, like, the design from that character.
0: Yeah. And then he has one working eye, and mm. he, like, paints around his eye black, mm-hmm. and it's just this big round eye just looking around at everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, my favorite thing out of the whole movie.
1: Mm. I, okay, so y- your favorite thing in the whole movie is, like, his eye. I love his teeth because like they do some really cool shots of his teeth like when mm-hmm. he says like phoenix because mm-hmm. he's wearing like that black lipstick and it's like silver and he's like f- and w- with the robotic voice, like phoenix <laughs> 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 like like almost like but i can't stop watching yeah
0: no i like that too but i just mm. think the eye is more like mm. eye catching
1: <laughs> dear lord <laughs> what did you think of uh what do you think of What do you think of Paul Williams as Swan? <coughs> um,
0: I think they chose the right character, the right actor for that. Mm. Like he definitely looks like like an, an evil
1: villain rock star from the seventies. Yeah, he kind of like looks like a slime ball, but like <laughs>
0: but a pretty slime ball.
1: Yeah, almost like a cult member. Like you can't like not turn away from him. Yeah, and like the power of of him essentially like. Creating, like, legendary songs and shit like that. Right. Which, which in Paul Williams has a huge, like, discography. Like, going back fucking, like, 50 years or I something I think it's like that.
0: funny. They they actually did hire people that could sing and make music and all mm. that.
1: Um, yeah, so what I had, uh, I had I had seen about, uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, it was a story that I read about um, uh, Homegrown Played Phoenix, um Jessica Harper uh the way how the story goes is that like uh Paul because because Brian De Palma like was a fan of Paul Williams work and he was like hey I want you to write this movie and this is like the idea and so they had to get like they had to get like the right actress to play uh Phoenix and how the story goes is that like during audition um Paul Williams heard Jessica Harper singing, like waiting in the halls, like to be to be seen before audition, and like she came in and he was she was like singing and Paul Williams was like no 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 like pretend we're not here and sing like how you sing in the hall and like in the hallway and like do it like that and the way how she wanted it was like boom that's what we want we want like that performance yeah um
0: I think Paul Williams. Mm-hmm. Is like the on-screen '70s version of R. Kelly.
1: Oh, like some dirty ass. And I can see that.
0: Like not exactly, but <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean like.
1: Well, like this, like this, sl- like slimy filthiness, but like getting all these, all these ladies. And he gets
0: all these ladies who to fucking follow him and shit. Yeah, well, like. And it, he makes great fucking music.
1: Well, see, check this out. Like that character, his that character Swan was actually going to be called Spectra. Uh, or Specter, um, and it was actually going to be based off, loosely based on record producer Phil Spector, who's like legendary, who has stories of kind of like living that lifestyle. He's also in jail for the rest of his life for murdering his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I think it's funny too that they call like his building or wherever he does everything.
1: Oh, the paradise, the, the
0: Swanage.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's so egotistical of him. The swanish. The fucking swanish is just so great. Did you know that um the the area where where the Phantom is like making his music, like all like the all like the
0: uh the like, red
1: walls and stuff? No no no. Well, I don't know if specifically specifically the wet red walls, but like all the equipment he had around him and stuff like that. That's an actual studio.
0: Was it? That was like, an,
1: I think that was actually like Paul Williams studio. Oh. So I was, I one. It looks, it, it looked lo- kind of small. Well, here's the thing: it looked so wild that it could not be real. Yeah, but the fact that it is real just makes it even more wild. But
0: what if they it was real, but they just kind of changed it a little bit to make it more cinematic?
1: Yeah, I would imagine that. Yeah, they yeah. have. You so know. maybe
0: it's not that wild. Right.
1: Okay. I think it was pretty wild. <laughs> it's 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 amazingly wild.
0: Yeah, in the movie, but I mean.
1: Oh, in real life?
0: Yeah, like no, you I, take the stuff out.
1: No, I think it'd be that, spectacular. <laughs> it was the '70s. They were like, <laughs> there was cocaine everywhere. <laughs> um. So, what did you think of?
0: <laughs> oh, especially beef. You know.
1: Oh, beef. Oh, so let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> beef. Let's talk about beef. Uh, what's a Garrett Graham's character? All right. One. There's like three introductions of that character, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the scene where Paul Williams is like, "I need a, I need to find the right singer for like this Faust song, right?"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, there's that one introduction with him with a guitar, like, yeah, like kind of like kind of crazy on it. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed the second introduction where like um, these characters from the juicy the the singers from the Juicy Fruits like come behind this coffin and how the coffin opens and you see beef and he makes it like yeah like, <laughs> so it's like oh shit <laughs> this is what we're
2: doing we're watching this this is it
1: <laughs> and i actually love his his third introduction to the crowd like to the audience and that con- that concert was fucking awesome the where beef like comes oh, well, out oh
0: at paradise opening night
1: yeah that like his introduction was like The music leading up to it was fucking badass. But also,
0: like, what they were doing on stage and, like, telling a story. Like, they were setting a
1: scene. Yeah, yeah. And there was, like, a level of, like, horror and, like, brutality in it and stuff like that. Like, they're chopping people's limbs off and cutting their heads and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And then how um, this is, like, they're sewing his body together, like a Frankenstein's monster Mm kind of thing. Um, And how he came back, even like that, even, uh, because I remember you said this. Um, when he was when he was playing the guitar, the Foul song, you're mm. like, I can't even hate him because this song's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: so I can't even be mad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and then his death is, like, so fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I'm really curious to see how, like, they did that shot. Like, him kind of, like, stop motion kind of thing. I, I imagine it's probably, like, move, pause, move, pause, or something Maybe.
0: like that. Maybe. I really like that scene. I was, mm. like, even... I know it's, like, cheap tricks, probably, but, like, mm-hmm. it still looked really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so what did, you think of, what did you think of Brian De Palma's direction?
0: Uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what to say about it. Um, because, like, I don't know, I get so immersed in the story, it's hard for me to say, like, what's what mm-hmm. as far as direction goes.
1: Well, there's that one thing that, that you and I both agreed it was a really great shot was when... Um, when uh, Phantom is running through the hallways, hmm. and he looks like he's like running at, like a hundred miles an hour.
0: Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah, it made me think of like a '70s Batman or something.
1: <laughs> Seriously, you just, you're expecting to hear.
0: It was weird because the angle was in such a way where you could see mostly his cape.
1: Yeah, from my understanding, that was probably like a like a fisheye lens. Yeah. That he was that they were not like too deep of a fish islands because it looked the cape looked massive. Like it like it looked like it covers the whole fucking room. Yeah. Um oh I I, I I forgot to mention this. Uh so the 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 narrat the the narrator at the beginning that's like, you know, here's a tale of journey and blah 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 blah. fucking Rod Sterling really mr twilight zone himself <laughs> i was like that's the thing like when i when i heard it i was like because oh, i'm because like, i love twilight zone so that that dude's voice like pops in my head you know quite often so like hearing his voice i was like oh, but i didn't want to tell you right then and there i was like oh i'm oh, get kelsey's reaction on the <laughs> phone <pod." laughs> um okay so anything any any scene that like stuck out with you that was just like fuck that really stuck out with you for the movie
0: I think towards the end when they were all on stage and all that shit was popping off.
1: Oh, when the wedding was happening, they were of to Yeah. There was so much going on. It was like, it was so chaotic, but you could still stay with it.
0: I know. It was really weird. It, mm-hmm. Like, usually you can't. There's so much going on. You're like, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you could see what was happening. Also, the girls in the black, mm-hmm. like... They're dance, you know. They're the dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew what they were. They were supposed to be birds, mm-hmm. but like I thought it was funny. Did you see their um, their like bikini bottoms or whatever? Oh, it
1: looked it almost looked like a, like a bush, like yeah and shit. For, for a minute, I was like, did we just really just see bush? Like right I know now? <laughs>
0: that's what I was thinking too. It was so funny, and I know they did that shit on purpose. Yeah,
1: I so I I really have to applaud Brian De Palma's directing, especially like this, the last like 10 to 15 minutes because that's when like they're he's throwing everything at you the fact that swan is like a dorian gray type character where like he can never age that he made a deal with the devil um and how phantom realized that like where his contract kind of like lays and lays in the why oh we, fuck we didn't even talk about that the fact that phantom can't die <laughs>
0: He can't die unless Swan, Swan dies, dies,
1: yeah. And
0: but like And Swan can't die unless his tape is destroyed. Yeah.
1: That part where like Phantom like stabs himself in the chest, I was like, Holy shit, like that's it, that's it. And then like come to find out where Swan comes in, he's like, No, you're under contract, you can't die. This is like oh my god this, this like this is a commentary on like the record industry like full on
0: i know and then he's like you can't kill me either i'm under contract too with you <laughs> That's just hilarious.
1: um would you be surprised to know that this was paul williams first acting gig really yeah so um there's this article i found it was called phantom of the paradise and making and the making of a true original this was off of the nerdist.com um So Paul Williams has said, "Uh, there wasn't a lot of time to really celebrate. I remember shooting all day and there was one scene that we had to reshoot. We had to reshoot the scene when I pulled the knife from Winslow's chest on the roof. We shot all day and then I went directly from the set to the studio, recorded vocals until almost dawn and then went right back to set. They took my makeup off put new makeup on and then I shot the scene I was so tired I couldn't understand me and we were all like oh my god that's terrible so we ended up reshooting it in New York (laughs) for a first acting gig that is like dedication yeah to like do that um
0: I really wish Joe Bob Briggs would do this movie (laughs) oh I
1: know I wonder if he's ever done this movie I don't see why he wouldn't holy shit you're right he could totally do this movie uh huh Probably because it doesn't have any, like... doesn't have boobs? I feel like it has breasts in this movie.
0: Not really. Yeah. I mean, it's like women in bikinis and shit.
1: hmm So, like, despite this movie being, like, nominated for an Oscar uh, for Best Original Score and an adaptation, and Golden Globe um, for Best Original Score, it's, this was, like, a financial flop. This was, like, a flop of a film. Like, this movie, like, deserved cult its cult status. For some reason... It got huge in Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah, um, they did a documentary about uh, the Phantom's popularity in Winnipeg. The, do- the documentary was directed by Sean Stanley and Michael Michael Ingram, mm-hmm. um, and they go to Winnipeg and they just discover like the whole popularity of like uh, Phantom of the uh, Paradise and everything like that. So, if you're like a huge fan of the Paradise fan, you're called a pegger. Kelsey, that sounds really wrong yeah Kelsey's face like what <laughs> oh. um, so yeah also, I'm not into that Mark you're not into that no but you're but you love this movie
0: but I don't peg
1: but you love this movie and that makes you a pegger <laughs> <laughs> um okay so a little bit more on the music um so, the, like, the, the music of this movie is very influential. Th- Daft Punk considers this as, like, their favorite film.
0: I could, you know what? Hmm. I, when I, the first time I saw The Phantom at the keyboard mm-hmm. and how they kind of, sh- like, panned over to him, mm-hmm. I thought of Daft Punk.
1: Yeah, there is, like, a, you can see this, the, the, you can see the similarities between Daft Punk and this with, like, the way how the, the, um, everything is set up and yeah. like the design you're just like that's and they, to-
0: they're wearing, he's wearing a helmet
1: yeah that's like so like daft punk if like daft punk like went like super dark yeah you know because like their music it's you know like it's it's there's different variations of, there, but there's a level of like operaticness to like their music and stuff like that so you mm-hmm. can see like you can see where they where they would get that inspiration they've actually worked with paul women's because paul women's because they're such huge fans of this movie oh wow um what else uh, oh okay. um so like I said how Jessica Harper's singing was the one thing that got her uh hired for this role what did you at least think of her performance
0: I thought she was good for this mm-hmm. um there is a part of me that thought of um the the girl who played Lois Lane
1: oh Margaret Kidder
0: yeah mm-hmm. and how she could easily have been cast in this role and mm-hmm. been very wrong mm-hmm she's not a great actress.
1: Oh, who, Marco Kidder? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I feel like I might have seen Marco Kidder in something other than Superman. But even the Superman, she seems like very,
0: like. Manly.
1: Manly and like shaky at the same time. She
0: seems like she was on a lot of cocaine. She kind of reminds me of like how um, Carrie Fisher could be sometimes.
1: Oh, okay. Where
0: she's just over the top and you're like, Mm. take a fucking chill (laughs) pill.
1: Um, okay, so I, fa- I found that portion of the article about um, Jessica Harper. This is from uh, the article was titled Beyond Fast 20- 2017, Paul Williams on the Legacy of Fandom of Paradise. So Williams has said this about hiring how Jessica Harper landed the role of Phoenix. Um, he said... We auditioned for Singers in New York. Jessica came in, and there's a scene in the movie that re- replicates what happened with Jessica. I was waiting outside the room, and as I walked by Jessica, she's, she was singing to herself. Uh, long ago and oh so far away, I fell in love with you before the second show. That's what she was singing. And he said, I thought, yeah, that's fabulous. Then she came in to sing for Brian and I, and she sang normally. I, I knew that wasn't right, so I went, uh, no, sing yourself like you did out there. And so... Uh, William continues and says and she sang to herself and Brian melted like I had melted and she was just so pota- spectacular blended innocence and sense, sense- oh sensuality. Um, so that's how she got the role because like that that hallway her just singing like that. Yeah. Um, her, You know s- and that was in the movie too. Yeah exactly. You fucking <laughs> exactly. You fucking exactly. Um, I have to give it up to her when she was when she when uh swan and phantom is like auditioning her to sing and she like starts singing and she like goes at it she like fucking grabs that mic and she's all over the place uh-huh. but i i love that part but she puts down the mic and she starts like dancing without <laughs> it it's kind of like silly like <laughs> da, 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 and she goes off stage and she's like oh shit you gotta come back
0: yeah she like dances herself off stage and then she comes back and you're like oh okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but other than that, yeah, I, I absolutely love this movie. I got, I gotta get the fucking sound check on vinyl. That, new that,
0: Beverly owns the thirty-five millimeter print.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because I think like Del Toro, he uh,
0: bought g- it and then donated it to the New Beverly. Oh my god.
1: Oh, you know we gotta be on the lookout whenever that comes to the New Beverly. Yes. That's oh, we gotta thirty-five. I don't care if it's here or if at the at the Secret Movie Club. Or anywhere, fucking at the Los Feliz or anywhere, we gotta we gotta see a thirty five minute because you know damn well, people who are gonna watch that they're gonna be fans. of the, It's gonna be fucking wild mm-hmm. watching that shit. Yeah. Um. So, so, you know, and that's Kelsey, is why we're here. Uh, do you think this movie uh, holds up? Yes. I do too.
0: I I have to say. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why this was a financial flop mm-hmm. was because it's before its time
1: oh absolutely yeah it's like it's I way think before this it's so
0: wild and definitely like mm-hmm. something you would see in the late 80s maybe early 90s.
1: I think the 90s might I think I'm thinking this is more 80s stuff because I think the I 90s my 80s I think 90s might have tainted it um, but I can see why this movie. It's like now... I mean, I haven't heard much word about... Other than, like, critics who... Uh, other critics or filmmakers who's like, Oh, yeah, I love this movie and stuff like that. But like, I can see why this movie has so much of, like, of a cult love status on this. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, wild as shit. And I'm seeing a pattern. I'm seeing a pattern of Brian De Palma's work. Because we, we, we saw this, um, and then we did blow out like, mm-hmm. about a month ago. Like, Brian De Palma, during his cocaine years, is like... <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's like stick with this shit. This is like some great ass shit.
0: It's like Eminem was better when he was on drugs.
1: <clears throat> yeah, exactly, exactly. Now
0: he's not on drugs you're like, what?
1: I know, right? Brian De Palma, <laughs> get back on drugs, man. Make your wild ass shit again.
0: <laughs> kill yourself for
1: us. No, no, he's not going to kill himself. He's going to create art. Then maybe die.
0: I'm just saying, drugs are bad.
1: Yeah, drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. <laughs> drugs are bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, cool. All right, so that's going to be it for our show for this week. Uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, we especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Um, yeah, that's where the lovely Kelsey Loiselle writes for. You guys look like this is not our approval. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm like, just waiting for you to wrap up the show because I'm tired. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Um, so yeah, you can find all your film and TV news and reviews. Uh, at yourentertainmentcorner.com you know you can find this, whatever podcast catcher you're listening on, we're here we're there, any other ones, we're We're there we're here, you're there, Yeah, we're we're everywhere we're here, you're there, we're everywhere, we're watching you underneath the bed, in your cupboard
0: floating above you
1: floating above you creepily, Mm -hmm. you know I think that's the only way, otherwise it's just (laughs) observably, I don't know um you're gonna to want to join us for next week's show. Oh
0: <laughs> I've never heard you make that happen
1: before. <laughs> I'm just so excited about next week's show. <laughs> I don't know how to contain myself. Um,
0: well, you did it, but not very well. I know. It was weird.
1: <laughs> uh, our recent review will be Nia DaCasa's casa's uh, Candyman mm-hmm. that's been pushed back several times. It's finally coming out in theaters. On August twenty seventh. If you don't feel safe to check it out, you no, know, no hard feelings. But we're gonna check it out because we've been waiting for this movie for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I'm laughing is because our geriatric cinematic. <laughs> uh,
0: first of all, uh, you said this is a joke, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Wait a minute," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh shit! <laughs> no, this should not
1: be a joke." <laughs> Our geriatric cinematic that we're going to pair up with the with with Candyman is 1971's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> we were going to, like, pair it up with, like, the original Candyman, but we figure since we're going to be talking about that and the current t- Candyman, it's going to kind of just be, like, the... Same thing. Same thing. Um so, yeah, uh, the Gene Wilder starring film. Uh, that is currently streaming on HBO Max and is available to rent on Apple TV, Prime Video, YouTube TV, and uh, other uh, VOD services. Um, the topic of, of that show will be Candy Will Rot Your Teeth and Swallow Your Soul.
0: Perfect. Tee hee. Tee to do the
1: cheek thing. Tee hee. Tee hee. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're going to bid you guys adieu. Uh, be safe out there uh you know wear your mask get the vaccine anyway so before we leave you guys folks young younglings bloods crips whatever uh can tell you guys a nice little story so i had signed up for the military when i was eighteen, I didn't know what to do with myself, so I was like, oh, "Okay, this this seems like to be the best option," all that kind of stuff. Um, so when I went out, when I went out to the recruiter, he had this paperwork and everything. He was like, "Okay, you have to sign here, sign here, sign here. And you're going to be part of the Marines. We're going to have you. You're going to be part of a family," all that kind of stuff. And I, it caused me. I, I was paused for a second because I looked at the article. I looked at the one section of of the contract i was going to sign and it was in super duper fine print and i looked at it and i asked the recruiter to read it to me and i don't know what was going on because whoever wrote the contract they had must have just watched the phantom of the paradise because he reads the article as such all articles which have been excluded shall be deemed included and i go what does that mean